Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. This is the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff, and I'm Brent. I'm Jeff. And the topic tonight, a little Smokey the Bear action. Apologies. Only, <laughs> only you can prevent forest fires. We're continuing on in our James series, and tonight we're talking about uh, the chapter where James gets into the tongue, and uh, talking about how a, a tongue can start a little, it's just a little member, but uh, it can create a big, huge bonfire, and... Um, so we're going to be talking about the tongue tonight, um, and hopefully we don't get tongue-tied as we go through the night, but uh, we got a lot of great music in store tonight as well, and uh, we hope you stick around for the next two hours so you don't miss all this wonderful music and double plays by House of Heroes and Bleach and Sanctus Real, and uh, just, Jeff, I'm just excited, just lots of good stuff. Yes. We're actually going back and playing some Third Day. Yeah, old school. We got some 90s music, which is always a good thing. Yep. And uh, even some 2010 11 music. Holla. Wide variety. Thanks for listening to our friends Brent and Jeff on the Ultra Life. They rock! All right, kicking off James chapter 3. If you want to follow along in your word, that's where we'll be. It's page 1160 in my Bible. So, um, 2108. Wow, your Bible's bigger than mine. Yeah. That's because you're Bible a be- for the more holy. It's <laughs> because you're a better Christian. <laughs> I know it. Um, James goes on. He just got through faith without works, is dead. And we talked about that last week. And now he's saying, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. And even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. The tongue its a little piece of our body that's in its a cage and... Uh, you know, it gets out and it can cause some havoc. And um, it also can be a very powerful tool for good. Um, but James kind of highlighting its power. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, let me just clarify, it says this, the teachers will receive a greater judgment. We're not teachers, we're just guys who talk on the radio show. So <laughs> Just to clarify. We, make, we stumble in word constantly. <laughs> so this doesn't apply to us. <laughs> well, no, it but, says that people who d- don't stumble in word are perfect men, and we definitely aren't perfect men. Yeah, so. check that out. It's like if you're able to hold, on, hold your tongue, then you're able to bridle the whole body. You can keep your whole self under control. If you could keep your mouth shut, then you are a better man than most. There's a, a plaque that says, uh, better to be... Was it better to stay silent and be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt? <laughs> and that's me. Because it's like, oh, that guy looks pretty smart. And then I start talking and they're like, yeah, uh, must be somebody else. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, awesome. you know, unfortunately for us, it's, it's hard to, to navigate through a topic like this because most of our show is just the flapping of the tongue <laughs> and the, the teeth and the gums. But um, this is talking... To most people who don't know when to shut up, <laughs> which we are, those <laughs> we people, are in this. So. And uh, we don't feel very qualified to teach this. Back to verse one. <laughs> yeah, it, you don't need a Harvard degree to boast 
you don't need to be really tall to talk a big game. And that's what he's talking about. The tongue, you don't have to have any qualifications whatsoever to be a loudmouth. You know, you just have to have the willingness. <laughs> and uh, it's really important uh, for us to, to hear this tonight, especially me. And uh, the tongue. Blah. Tongues are just weird. Do you ever eat tongue? No. Cow tongue? That's disgusting. I can't believe that people actually I know. Partake. I've actually never eaten it, so I don't really know yeah. what it tastes like, but I've seen it at, like, the butcher shop, like... Uh. You know, it's right there with like it's the right pig there. ear. It's like, it's like, you know, have a nice, delicious ribeye steak. Or you could just pick up a tongue. A cow tongue. <laughs> oh, thanks. Some They're cows like, too. I would like to moo, but I can't anymore. Thanks a lot. <laughs> what would a moo sound like without a tongue? <laughs> it sounds like a groan. It sounds like, oh. Instead of moo, it would be like, eh. It's all in the back of the throat. Eh. Eh. Somebody called the ambulance. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't be able to say Lance because you don't have a tongue. Oh, oh my The altar life. You couldn't say the altar life. With the ally. Without the L. Isn't that interesting? Interesting. The altar life. Music. Truth. Real. Period. That was War Torn by the No Longer. And um, we're talking about the tongue and the damage that it can be done. It's like a war zone, man. Letting uh, those insults and those uh, condescending remarks fly. And uh, it says, see how great a forest a little fire kindles. It's like all you need is a little bit of spark and uh, you can set a forest on fire. That's where Smokey Bear comes in. Only we can prevent forest fires. You might not be able to prevent what other people are saying, but you can at least control your own mouth. And that's the problem is that nobody can. And that's why James is addressing it in chapter three. And he's kind of saying, you know, that that tongue is actually what sets the course. You know, he kind of compares it to a rudder, compares it to the bit in the horse's mouth where it says, you know, you kind of yank that thing and it turns the whole horse around. Um, or the rudder that directs, it's a little tiny flap in the back of the boat, but it actually can steer the entire boat to whatever direction it needs to go. And um, that's the tongue, man. It can actually, like, set your course. And how often have we been in a place where you know we've said something stupid or we've just said something that like got other people or even ourselves going down the wrong path um you know like you're in that conversation and then you say that one thing that like is just hurtful and then you've lost all credibility in the conversation (laughs) you've lost all uh and the emotions go start going crazy and you know all of a sudden now this conversation doesn't have any you know have any chance of being successful (laughs) And uh, it's the tongue that sets the course. And, and you know, the reverse is true, too. You know, a, a, a calm word, a kind word in that moment of craziness can actually set the course going a different direction. Um, and actually change the course it's going. Um, it's so powerful. The, the word, the spoken word is so powerful. And I think maybe, you know, Jesus, I think, understood that as there's so many times where the Pharisees, when get got him tripped up in his words and in the in the tongue you know and uh jesus calmly would answer with a response that really didn't answer the question but got to the heart of the issue um jesus did that so often where he you know it it always amazes me like when you read through the gospels and how like people ask jesus questions and he always responds with like that didn't answer the question like that was like (laughs) completely not what they were asking and because jesus actually knew the situation and actually didn't want to get caught up in the wordsmithing 
um, but just got right to the heart of the issue. And with his tongue and with the words he spoke, was able to uh, make more of an impact in that person's life than just arguing about nonsensical things. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period. It's interesting. Brett was talking about Jesus' perspective on the word and using his tongue for good. And he knew what the tongue was capable of even, you know, back when he was on earth. Because, you know, he got in that whole thing with the Pharisees where they're like, oh, they're eating defiled food or, you know. And he said, it's not what goes into a man that defiles a man. It's what comes out of it. Because out of the mouth flows wickedness and adultery and murder and all that that comes right from the tongue right there he knew he's like that's that's what you gotta worry about you don't have to worry about what you're putting on your tongue because the tongue is dirty enough you know and it's true how many times we've said things that we hope never get taped <laughs> you know we have these things and i don't just mean our radio show every week but that's that's recorded for everyone to hear uh and to hear online repeatedly so we have to be careful what we say um or you just go back and edit it out <laughs> before it goes on the web <laughs> but um, you know it's it's a dangerous thing to, it, uh, to steal a cliche that's why it has a cage ha <laughs> um, but <laughs> Jesus knew that and he used his words wisely <laughs> you know Jesus never ran on and rambled on everything he said had a purpose for it yeah. and when Brent said like how he used to dodge their questions and stuff it's like he cut right through he's like let me just answer the question you're going to have like 13 down the road. <laughs> it's like, we're eventually going to get this point. I'm just going to cut right to it. It's not always time. It's interesting as you read on and he, he keeps getting drasticer and more drastic about this fire thing. He says, see how great a forest, a little fire kindles on the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire by hell. <laughs> Jeez, like this is like some serious. I mean, the, the picture is talk about a hell. tongue lashing. <laughs> uh, for every beast, kind of beast and bird, uh, of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Poison. And it's, it's like, you know, so if you haven't gotten the point yet, right, <laughs> the tongue's evil. So everyone chop off your tongues. Um, no, it, it's evil because what we say, you know, a lot of times our first thought is what we say, you know, the, the, the toll, the toll bridge between our minds and our mouths, some, most of the time doesn't work. <laughs> and we say it and we're like, oh really wish I wouldn't have said that, you know, because then we think about what we actually said and went, that wasn't the right answer. Um, but our tongue is actually the thing that can incriminate us, you know, because it is the reaction of our flesh in most cases. And James is highlighting the fact that that is true. And I think that's why he says, if you can master bridling the tongue and your first reaction, which is usually always the flesh, then you'd be perfect. Because as the spirit has opportunity to filter through that stuff, um, you probably wouldn't say half the things that you say. And, um, you know, and I, I think it's important just within the Christian body, you know, as, we, as we're believers and we're being called to a standard, you know, what is the standard that we're applying to our own mouths? And, um, you know, I, it always troubles me when I'm in a body of Christians, quote unquote, 
know, we're talking about things that really aren't pleasing to the Lord. If you miss The Altar Life, log on to www.thealtarlife.com and listen to the most recent episodes. www.thealtarlife.com is where you want to go for all your altar life needs. Um, you can check out new episodes and listen to past unbelievable segments, download them, take them with you. You can send in a request of a song or just a general question that you may have or a word of encouragement, whatever you want to send in. We just want you to check out the website and there, I said it. Every show, we've got to get that, that out there because it's there. You can also like us on Facebook. That's something we never tell people. No. And you can follow us on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know if we really tweet anything, but... We we, we do when we update our Facebook notifications. Yeah, <laughs> it automatically does. Um, so it's cool, though. You can get see who else likes The Altar Life on Facebook. Who Maybe knows? you might even have you know five friends like this. And be like, I didn't know you listened to The Altar Life. Yeah, that's right. Everyone's listening. Why aren't you? You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, it's time for our unbelievable segment, and uh, keeping with our topic about forest fires. I don't know. Wouldn't it be funny if when people start gossiping or like slandering that we treated them as though their mouth was on fire? <laughs> you start throwing water at them. <laughs> It's like, you start why'd batting you, them with a shoe. Why'd you dump a pitcher of water on my head? Because you were like spewing evil out of your mouth. <laughs> you were starting a forest fire with your mouth. I wanted to put it out. Speaking <laughs> of forest fires, I've never understood, maybe just because I'm dumb, but I've never really got how they start. Like, does someone like light a match and throw it in and go, <laughs> and then walk away, y'all? <laughs> we'll see if this thing catches fire. It's always like some like 12-year-old kid who has a pack of cigarettes yeah. he's not supposed to have. And he's like, I'm going to go out into this dry... Of you know what's the word drought like temperatures and I'm just going <laughs> to smoke a cigarette and then just throw the butt out yeah and then all of a sudden now and no one's going to know yeah. that I'm sneaking a cigarette except for the like fact is it that easy to start a fire like you know it's usually from like the dry or do we have like detectives that get lost in the woods and like drop their magnifying glass and then like the sun <laughs> comes down and like starts I know someone's like oh then, I'm going to see what I can do to these ants and then they go wait those aren't ants that's kindling <laughs> oh no what am I going to do <laughs> it's uh, so weird because I'm like. You think someone would have caught it like, yeah. before, before it turned it got, into a forest? Before fire? like the entire state of California was burning down. Yeah. yeah, it's terrible because you know not to make light of it because there's people that yeah. damage and stuff. Like sure. I, I feel like every year they're talking about like the San Diego Chargers stadium. Like they're not going to be able to play a game because, because of the fire. I'm like, why don't they just move? But we really appreciate firemen. You know that can have the courage and the faith. They don't. Be, you know, you want your firemen to actually have faith with works like yeah. I, believe, <laughs> I believe that they could save me yeah i know you uh, don't want him to just be like yeah he'll make it out all right i know it's like <laughs> hey buddy sorry your house is burning down be warm and filled <laughs> may your house be warm and your you know and your I, basement filled with you know the water the <laughs> biggest wastefulness of a firefighter task is when you call him to get your kitty out of a tree like oh. Why would you waste their time on such nonsense? I was just nonsense? talking to Jamie about this. <laughs> My wife's name is Jamie, by the way. <laughs> I'm like talking to Brent. Like nobody knows. Who's like, yeah. Who's Jamie? What the heck? Um, <laughs> I'm like, all kids grow up thinking that they all want to be firemen because it's the easiest job in the world. Just you drive around in a really cool truck. <laughs> you wear awesome clothes and you get cats out of trees and they lick your hand. And old, old ladies give you oranges as payment. It's awesome. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> they don't tell you that the, in the real life, Firemen can't take payment from civilians, mm. and that it's total 
total toughness being a total fireman. Total toughness, and it's mostly volunteer. Yeah. You, that's that's the awesome. Re- I know. Firefighters a- are heroes, man. They're, <laughs> they're, they're volunteer. Most of them volunteer their time, and then they risk their life and limb to save you at you know, the burning building. Even if people bribe me with brownies, they can't get me to volunteer. Getting back to our topic of the tongue and the forest fire and the evil thing, evil, Bible speak, the evil member that it is. I love how it calls body parts members. <laughs> and you're like, oh, can I be one? <laughs> can, I, can I have a membership? <laughs> I think I'm, you know, when it talks about like how the, the church body, you know, if the, if the I can't say to the foot, like, I don't need you anymore. You know, they all have their, their purpose. I think mine's the tongue. Yeah. I really do. I think that's what the altar life's all about. Yeah. It's fire. Speaking. Setting a fire. Yeah. And hopefully the fire <laughs> that we're setting is our own selves on the altar yeah, of Christ. <laughs> uh, and not setting a fire that basically creates havoc in the body of Christ. Um, you know, it's so important. We, we were placed into a body. You know, we were placed in, you know, we have brothers and sisters. We have a family and so often the church gets divided and there's just craziness in the church because of the people's talk, the people blabbing and um, gossip and the whole thing. And um, how many hurt folks? And we've all been hurt by someone in the body of Christ um, saying things they shouldn't. And uh, James goes on and he says, you know, out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. How can you, the same mouth that, you know, I kiss my, my kids with and my wife with be the mouth that is telling a joke that I had heard secondhand or, you know, cursing under my breath or whatever it may be. How can that be this? How can that be the same one that's singing praise to Jesus on Sunday? You know, it's just convicting to me because, you know, all of us can sit there and go, Oh, what? Jeff just confessed that he sometimes swears under his breath. It's like you do too. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) Especially you kids out there these days. Even if it says OMG, <laughs> if abbreviating it doesn't count, substituting it doesn't count. Totally, <laughs> it's like you know, and uh, I think that a lot of a lot of what he's talking about also is, you know, not just like hurtful words because they hurt, but it's like setting, you know, you know the Paul talks about you know the busybodies in the church and stuff like that. You know, like those people that just love to start. It's like Mission Impossible. They go. And then the wick goes, and it just, just gets hotter and hotter and hotter. Even if it's just starting a little bit of slander here or there, even if it's in the prayer circle, you know, it's like, we need to pray for this guy because of, well, you know. And then you start, oh, what? What happened? <laughs> you know? And you're like, oh, I don't want to say, I don't want to spread the fire, but you really do. <laughs> you know, I feel like it, there's a lot more of that involved than just being like, oh, poo-poo mouth. You know what I mean? Like, because the way it's, it's, you know, it's start, it's talking about like starting things with the tongue you know when it's starting rumors or you know spreading a lie it's something that can catch on and can spread just like a forest fire and i think that you know james probably was seeing that a lot in the church where people were saying one thing and or even if it's just like a false doctrine or something like that that can be spread word of mouth and all that stuff it's really important because unfortunately people they hear and they don't verify before they pass it on you know, it's kind of like an email forward. <laughs> yeah. And don't you love being the one to hear it? It's like, oh, you know, you got to tell me now. I mean, you, you kind of hit it at it. Now you got to tell me. You know, it's like, <laughs> come on, give, give me the beans. Spill the yeah, beans, yeah. man. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Like, do we really need to hear that? You know, is that really profitable? 
or is that something that should be between that person and the Lord? Um, you know, we, we have a responsibility to watch this member, you know, it, we've been given a cage, you know, let's ask the Lord to help us, uh, from getting ourselves into trouble with that member that we have and, and not create a fire. Sounds like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural, perhaps baloney, perhaps not. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. One of the things that I, I saw in this verse that was that was really kind of telling and interesting was, he says, with it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men. So with our tongue we bless God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. He's kind of pointing out saying, you bless God, and then you turn around and you bless someone who is made in the image of God, and you curse them. You curse them. Um, you're basically a hypocrite because you're doing, you're, you know, God, we all been, have been made in the image of Christ and the similitude of God, it says. And, um, you know, but yet we're so free to curse each other. We're so free to go, oh, that guy, I can't believe that guy, you know. <laughs> and then if you like took that person's face off of that body and then you put the face of Jesus on there, would you be so quick to judge? Would you be so quick to curse that person? Um, probably not because you know I would never speak to Jesus that way then why are we speaking to each other that way because as Christians we are little Christs that's what the word means and um, when Jesus saved us he became you know we are joint heirs with Christ and he's our brother and we should be treating each other um, that way and so often we don't and so often and you know I just think it breaks God's heart when he sees us you know slamming each other when he goes man I love all of you and I, you all deserve hell but I've saved you all and treat each other with respect and um, you know as as Brent was saying how can we say one thing you know we, we honor God with our lip and, and then we just turn around and curse out our brother or whatever and and Jesus he wants us to use our, our lips for praising him and for spreading the truth you know, shouting from the the mountain tops to good news, and uh, in Colossians, Paul says, "Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one." Uh, and I just think that that's such a, a cool image. Let it be with grace, seasoned with salt. Our speech, you know, our speech is salty, but not in a good way. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not. It's not the kind of thing it's where it's insult. like yeah, <laughs> adding, yeah. People feel assaulted, <laughs> like the peanuts. Hey-o. Um I just think that you know when it's talking about your speech being seasoned with salt, it's like just to just to write that it's nice and tasty. Uh, you know that we're saying things that create a thirst for people to be like, mm, I like that. That's good. I want more. <laughs> That's what our speech should be like. It shouldn't be like, oh, cap that spewing sewer tank <laughs> you know what i mean it's bitter <laughs> i know it's, it's like, like drinking if, vinegar Ugh. if your septic tank blows up and you got like a puddle of sludge in your front yard that's not a good thing and that's what our mouth should not be like that but if it's like a fire hydrant on a hot summer day everybody's like yeah bring it on that's great so you know <laughs> i don't know that was kind of a weird analogy no, but, but but james is full of them in this passage I mean, yeah, he's, he's making tons of analogies he's talking about i mean liver's leaven does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening can a fig tree my brother bear olives and if you didn't get that one does a 
or a grapevine bear figs? You know, <laughs> like, does an orange tree bear apples? You know, goes <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, does funny. a cow both Thus, bring chocolate and white milk? <laughs> <laughs> Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. You know, back to salt again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's not like a, those that, the jar with the peanut butter and the jelly in there. That's not God made. <laughs> God isn't all about goobers. Yeah, that's, okay. that's never as God intended. But this this spring is like, you know, out of a spring flows water, right? And out of our hearts flow our words and the things that we say. And I guess his point is, how can, if our hearts are right with the Lord, you know, how can we, how can our words both be pleasing to God, like salt and fresh? You know, how there's bitter and good things cannot come out from the same spring, you know? So a lot of times when our, our mouths are in trouble, it means that our hearts are in trouble as well. Dude, I serve a society by rocking. I'm out there on the front lines liberating people with my music. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Rockin' ain't no walk in the park, lady. That was Breathe Into Me by Red. And this has been a lot of fun. This topic specifically, you know, when you get into something like this that's like so practical and we're yeah. all guilty of it, you know, there's no like pre- there's no assumptions made. There's no like hey you really need to get your act together you know it's like we can kind of laugh about it because we're all guilty all in the same boat and now we're like man what are we gonna do to fix this there's no finger pointing in this at all it's like i guess some people some of the some legalists could be like yeah that's why you don't curse yeah how dare you watch that movie that has cursing you know we're not getting down to the into the the what you should, what you shouldn't say, all that nonsense. Because like Brent said, it's it's a condition of the heart, and it always is. If you're saying things that aren't pleasing to God, then it's a, a sign of where your heart is. And that you know, that's a convicting statement as it is for myself because of the things that can come out of my mouth. And you're like, whoa, you know, I'm supposed to be a follower of Christ. He's supposed to be what's flowing out of my heart. It's, a, it's something to think about. You're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. And we are about out of time for the night. So we're thankful that you have been here. We're thankful that um, we have an opportunity to, you know, have this radio show and to be able to talk about God and His Word and such a practical topic tonight about the tongue. And, um, you know, to, just to kind of apply this to our lives, you know, let's let's check ourselves and uh, let's let's figure out. Let's ask the Lord, like, you know, how's my tongue been? Um, you know, we get we get used to our we get used to our uh, our routine. We hang out with the same friends, and sometimes, you know, we're guilty of hanging out with our friends, and uh, we have the common jokes, and we have the common people that we make fun of. And uh, maybe God's asking tonight, even if it's just a little thing, you know, is that pleasing to the Lord? You know, are you being edifying even with your buddies? Um, Because it's easy just to kind of say, yeah, I I get that. I wouldn't do that. You know, I wouldn't really tell them to their face. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Why are we saying it at all? You know, because you know what? You're going to have that attitude when you see them anyway, because it's all about the heart, as we've been talking about tonight. And um, I mean, I guess where God's convicted me at, you know. Let's let's be let's have be people of integrity and let's let's watch our tongue even with in every situation, not just in church, uh, not just in the walls of you know where the steeple's on top of the roof. Let's do it all the time. Yeah, I mean, there's some strong language here. The tongue is set on fire by hell. We don't want that. Do you want your tongue set on fire by hell? Nope. 
I have enough problems with jalapenos. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, your tongue goes numb. You know, you get that. You always take it a little bit too far with the spicy food. Why would you want the gates of hell pouring out of your mouth? It's not, it's not cool, folks. And, uh, you know, hopefully we've used our tongues for edification, for uplifting, for, you know, conviction, if it be through the spirit. And uh, we're just thank you for tuning in tonight and hopefully you enjoyed. Only you can prevent forest fires. So until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Thank you.